can't get fooled again. Welcome back in to Talking Catholic. Before I begin, I want to let you know that I have I have moved my Facebook and my Twitter activity over to Clout Hub. So please follow me there. I know it's unfortunate, especially given that my Facebook page had over 12,000 followers and likes. Um, but for the obvious reasons, it's necessary that I move the activity away from uh, Facebook and Twitter. The mega social media groups have figured out a way to bring some of the key principles of communism into the digital space. And I'm not going to participate in it. I don't know if you have noticed or not, but the people who are in charge of us are apostates, heretics, and Robin Noodle backbone Catholics. From Joe Biden, the president who the news media and the social media oligarchs are forcing down our throats, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, and John Roberts, all leaders of the three branches of government in the United States, the executive, the legislative, and the judicial, are all self-professed Catholics. Of course, we can, we can argue that they're not real Catholics, as we like to say. And it is, and it is true that Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi have excommunicated themselves last since by virtue of the act. They have excommunicated themselves already due to their support and advocating of abortion, and even of advocating and supporting communism, arguably. But the fact is that 99.9% .9 of bishops and priests in the United States and the Catholic Church will give both of them communion in the hand without any reservation whatsoever. So sure, we know Pelosi and Joe are far outside of the communion of Christ, but until the bishops and the Pope or at minimum, their local ordinary publicly affirms and excommunicates them, nothing we say really matters. We cannot necessarily say that, that Justice John Roberts is an apostate, a person who in practice has renounced the faith or a person who is obstinate in the rejection of faith. But we do know that he is a weak man who has proven to be incapable of making a courageous decision. His definition of peace is, of, is, is compromising with the evil one. That's how he operates. That's his modus operandi. He's something like a soft batch cookie. But you may be asking, why does it matter that the country is being run by bad Catholics, by heretic Catholics, by apostate Catholics? First, it is a scandal of epic proportions. Now, I personally don't agree with the Catholic Church's role in licensing the state to burn and torture heretics centuries ago. But it does say something that Biden and Pelosi would have been dealt with by the Catholic Church very swiftly, just a few hundred years ago. So how do we get to this point where we allow heretics and apostates to just run around telling everyone that they're Catholic while spitting on a dogma? The person who they are making president of the United States is a self-professed Catholic who occasionally marries homosexual men, who wants to make abortion free and permanently enshrine it, child murder, into the federal law? The third person in line to the presidency, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, is the nastiest, most treacherous and deceitful person in American history. The woman constantly lies and attacks innocent people. And yes, she also wants abortion to be free and enshrined as a legal right. And the Pope and American bishops can't wait. They cannot wait to work with these people on immigration and global warming. 
It's times like this when you just wish Jesus would just come riding in on his white horse and bring the wrath of God upon the United States or the United States of Sodom and Gomorrah. Second, aside from it being a scandal, it undermines the faith. As RCI teacher, I honestly feel like a joke sometimes. I'm sitting there telling my students, teaching my students the catechism, telling them that they cannot receive communion, Holy Communion if they're attached to a grave sin. But on TV, they see people like Biden and Pelosi receiving Holy Communion and talking about how they are devout Catholics. Who would want to join a church like that? The Jehovah Witnesses and the Mormons will excommunicate you for less. But here we are, expecting Catholics to respond to the call of holiness. And the bishops will not even hold the most powerful people in this country accountable. I don't know if you know this or not. I hope you do. But if not, I'm going to tell you something um, important right now. The reason why the Catholic Church today is the church of the few, that is, a few saints, few vocations, few marriages, few baptisms, few conversions, and etc., is because since Vatican II, the church has decided not to ask much of you. We have become the church of the bare minimums, the church of the average. Just fast an hour before Holy Communion. Just go to confession once a year. Uh, you don't have to kneel anymore. You don't have to dress nice. Just fast on Fridays during Lent. You don't have to learn Latin. You don't have to wear a habit or a veil or a cassock. Just the bare minimums. If being a Catholic were like being a student, we would be the C student. Not even a C plus, because the church just asks us to do just enough to get by. Average. But here's why I wanted to tell you. Can you name me just one saint who did the bare minimum? I'll wait. Name me one. Name me one saint who did not pray more, sacrifice more, fast more, study more, humble themselves more. You can't and you won't be able to name me many saints from this generation post-Vatican II, especially from the West. Why? Because the church doesn't demand saints. They demand average. And that is why the three most powerful people in this country can call themselves Catholics, and the bishops don't dare say anything to the contrary. Because Biden and Pelosi and Roberts are the type of Catholics they want you to be like. Average. And less than average. Have you ever talked to a homeless man? Uh, or have you ever visited a prison and talked to inmates? Better yet, have you ever been to a, um, an emergency room and saw someone who looked like they're in bad shape? If you have, you would notice that in long-form conversation with these people, with these three people, um, you know, the common question everyone asks is this. It's either, how did you get here? Or, what happened to you? That's the questions we, we all ask the homeless man, the inmate, the wounded person. And we all ask that question, not, not because we're curious, but because of our survival instinct, demands that we learn from them what not to do. We ask them that question so that we don't repeat what they did to get in that position. Don't feel bad about it. We're just innately all survivors, right? We're not being selfish. We're just trying to figure out how to do what they didn't do. And the church used to understand that basic principle. I used to understand how to live holy in this world. To um, is basically don't do what sick people do, right? 
or you might end up in that position. We used to have a recipe on how to live a spiritually healthy life. It was demanding, it was hard, it came with high expectations, but we loved it. It made us good Catholics, but hair on our chest, right? Not anymore, we're on our own. You know, it's funny, I keep hearing these talks and reading these essays about why young people love the, the traditional Latin Mass. You know, it's not my preference, you guys should know that by me by now. You know, I prefer the Eastern liturgies, the Divine Liturgy, the Melkite liturgies. But I read all these essays and they spend all these words just to say five, right? Just five words. Look, it's this. People today are attracted to the traditional Latin rites because it is countercultural. That's it, five words. People of good spirit innately look at the world and they ask the question. They look at the world and they ask the questions. How did you get here? What happened to you, right? And the world tells them, we, we got in this position because we rejected the orthodoxy of the faith. We rejected the mystery and meaning of the liturgy. We rejected the standards. To them, that's good that they did that. But we're looking at this and they said, well, they rejected what was good and true. And because of that, we turn back to what the world rejected. It's just an innate thing that we do. We see the world dying. We see the world on life support. And we ask them, well, how did you get here? Okay, let me do the opposite, right? And if you watch any of my, my videos on the liturgy, you, you know I'm not that guy that tells you, oh, you got to get to a traditional at mass. It's not my thing, so I don't tell people to do it. So, but let us all be aware of this fact. Satan is active in the world and in our church. He wants as few saints in heaven as possible because the saints are his enemy. So understand why we have become the church of average and the church of the bare minimums. That was not a work of God. That was a work in opposition to God in his calling us to holiness. Be aware of that and do something about it. But until then, and until next time, blessings and shalom to you and to yours. Hi everybody, thank you for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also be sure to check out the content you've missed. If you'd like to keep supporting my work, consider joining my team on Patreon, where you'll be gifted great perks like books, hoodies, and mugs. Thanks again.